Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS is proud to be the number one Western store in the USA and have been providing quality Western wear and horse tax since 1989. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. And now, Modern Cowboy brand apparel is available at NRS, as well as the Cowboy Whey Protein from our Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition line. Click the link in our Instagram bio to shop the Modern Cowboy collection at NRS World. And be sure and use code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. Now, that's not only on Modern Cowboy brand products, but on everything NRS carries, with only a few exceptions. So shop Modern Cowboy brand at NRS. Use code MODERNCOWBOY for a 10% discount on your entire purchase at checkout. And remember... Whether you're the most punchy West Texas cowboy or you work on Wall Street and wear cowboy boots, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Two years I've been up here in yeah. in May or April. Yeah. So it was when I first came up and was managing the NRS uh, National Roper Supply, which is actually literally right across the street from us. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And so we're here. We're in Ben's new uh, new um, shop today, I, for lack of better terms, shop. Uh, and uh, it's funny because a lot of people know listen to my podcast. They know that I didn't get into the Western lifestyle and culture and roping and everything till later on. So when I learned about, you know, getting your pants starched and your shirt starched, it was, it was new to me, but I like fell in love with it. And then once I started wearing it that way, I'm addicted to it. 
and very particular about how I get how, how their starch, how they feel. And uh, the, so I, the one thing about, about Ben's shop is he, he probably has got more feedback on starch because I know that so many other guys and gals are just like me. We're very fashion conscious in, in this industry, like a lot of other industries. In this industry, I mean the rodeo, cowboy, and Western lifestyle culture. And Ben is based here in Wickenburg, Arizona, which is the team roping capital of the world. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're in the middle of the season, yep. uh, and it's it's just, I mean, roping 24-7 almost. Yep. So Ben has uh, the art of uh, starching uh, jeans, also known as starchies, I, and, 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 and shirts. Uh, he's got it down to a, a, to a T and a science, but I'm, I'm kind of interested, and I didn't ask you this before, where did getting our clothes starched come from originally? I wish I, I wish I knew that answer. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure at one time it was a practical thing and then it become, it became more of like a style thing over right. the years. Yeah. Cause I remember even when I was younger and I, you know, I'd be around, you know, cowboys or we'd go to a rodeo or people I, even the people I knew, but you know, I just like, like people know that listen to my podcast. I never, you know, got into the culture. And so I would see guys with a worn crease down the middle of their pants, mm -hmm. you know, where they've been starched over and over. And one, one, like I said, once I ultimately learned how that occurred, then it was just, it was on. So, yeah. you know, I started getting them all, all yeah. starched up. So, so we don't know where that really started. Other than the fact they used to starch collars back in the day on all those old shirts and mm -hmm. stuff. I know that. But, yeah. uh, I don't know, but after, after having that question, I'm definitely going to go and find out now. Yeah. So, um, let's talk. How long have you been in Wickenburg anyway? Uh, my entire life, <laughs> fourth generation. So that's, I mean, we moved away for a little bit right. uh, when I was a little kid and, and we moved to Florida. Um, that was for two years, I think right. when I was three. So other than that, we've been here. Yeah. And it, it's interesting town. Cause like I said, we've been up here, uh, it'll be two years in May and, uh, during the season it's active and crazy yeah and then during the summer it's slow slow yeah it's a, it's a sleepy little town in the summer yeah yeah, yeah. so you went to high school here mm-hmm uh, what is the population now anyway Wickenburg I think it's around 7,000 full-time and then obviously we swell you know if you're just counting Wickenburg residents I think I think it's around 7,000 right um, but then if you count like Morristown and Whitman, Aguila, Congress, places like that. Right. Uh, especially in the winter, you know, I think we probably triple in size. Right. With the amount of snowbirds and ropers and everything that come to town. So, um, but year round, I think we're around 7,000. Right. Mm -hmm. um, now, I, I never asked you this because I think, uh, well, I know for, for one thing that you've been so busy over the last couple of years because this, this is a, it's a huge project and, We'll post some pictures of, of the facility and stuff also in social media, but we're in a, a, a big building. It was originally a- Bowling alley. Bowling alley. Yeah. And you just moved in, you just completed the renovation and moved into it when? A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, we moved over Christmas, Saturday Saturday after Christmas. So we took that week in between Christmas and New Year's and, and moved. Right. So we were just uh, not even a month in. Yeah, and you were supposed to move in in July? Well, yeah. June? Yeah, that that was the goal. Right. Um, you know, going into this project, knowing our season and when people come back and... <clears throat> right. Um, 
you know, that, that was our goal to move in in July. Um, we found some, some issues, you know, with the building that were unforeseen and with remodels, we knew we would find that, but, right. um, the, the project kind of went to a different level that we weren't expecting up front. So, right. um, the end result is fantastic. Uh, the last year has been a, a bit stressful. Yeah. I, I can imagine. Yeah. And how big is this building anyway? What's the square footage? It's about 13,000. Oh, it is. Okay. And the, the facility you were in before, cause you were downtown yeah. in, in old town. Yeah. Uh, Wickenburg and how big was that? We we leased four different spaces downtown um, and actually had to add on to our building and, and everything we had downtown was about 6,000. Okay. Yeah. So you you doubled in size. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, and then you, but you own this building. You you purchased this building? My, my partner owns the building. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, we was, uh, Obviously, you know, we talk about starchies and, and all that because it's the team of capital world and, and uh, we love them. But uh, you you guys do other things here as well, just besides laundry, right? Because mm -hmm. you told me before uh, that you do some commercial stuff. So tell, tell, tell us about that. Well, we're, we're basically six different companies in one. So we do the laundry and dry cleaning, uh, which I refer to as like retail. That's okay. everything that people know us for as a dry cleaners. Um, we also do uh, we full service alterations. So we ended up buying a small alteration shop um, that came with a, uh, a couple employees and one of them has been doing alterations basically her, her entire life. She's a master tailor. Really? Mm -hmm. So they're in the, they're in the back and um, so that could be a standalone business all by itself, just alterations. We also do commercial linen, so that's like food and beverage, napkins, tablecloths, floor mats, bar towels, um, serving the, the restaurant industry, and uh, some automotive shops, we do their, their mats and stuff. Um, and then we do the the majority of what we do, and a lot of people don't know this, is resort linen. So, oh, really? Yeah, so we go to Sedona twice a week, we go to Scottsdale three days a week, Central Phoenix, um, so we kind of travel the state. We we also have another store in Prescott, and then um, we're starting to grow the commercial side of that. Um, so then we do party linen rentals. So oh, you, you do? have a, a wedding. Um, yeah, napkins, tablecloths, tables and chair rentals. So we have we have some inventory of party linen rentals that we keep here, and then we have um, a good relationship with several large linen rental companies out of the valley. So if we don't have something, right. we go and get it from the valley and we bring it up if somebody's having a big wedding or something. Um, and we also do janitorial supply. So toilet really? paper, paper towels, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yep. So what what got you interested in, in uh, you know, dry cleaning, laundry? Well, um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It's a funny story, actually. Um, the people that I bought the company from were longtime family friends. Okay. And um, she always used to joke. So my dad taught her in uh, in youth group when she was a kid. And so she always used to joke that she used to change my diapers, which <laughs> which was actually true because she babysat all of us kids. Right. Um, you know, so so they at the time that they brought me on as a manager and I didn't even know Wickenburg had a dry cleaners. Had never been in the building before, didn't even know really? where it was at. Yeah. Yeah. So I had no experience in the industry. Came on, managed for them for about two and a half years. 
Um, the reason that they brought me on was because they were moving, moving their current manager up to Idaho to start a new store. They purchased another dry cleaners up there. And um, we, we eventually started another one in Washington. So we had Wickenburg, Idaho, Washington. Um, and then, so they, they eventually relocated up there and we're talking about selling Wickenburg. Right. So I said, Hey, if you're, you're moving to Idaho and you want to sell Wickenburg, why don't I just stay here and, and buy it? Right. Um, so in 2015 we bought it and it was all, all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, it, you know, anytime you, you, you buy or sell a business or start a new business, there's always, uh, there's always a learning curve, mm -hmm. and uh, and just like this morning, you're in your new building. You mm -hmm. got a lot of new equipment. You got some old equipment. Yep. And I get here this morning, and your boiler broke down this morning. So yep. you, had, you had to fix that. Yep. Yeah, it's it's always an adventure. Um, you know, I like I like that side of it. Uh, my favorite part is definitely dealing with the people. Um, right. I love talking with our customers. You know, at the front counter and visiting with them and and. Uh, finding out what their needs are and what they like and don't like and and kind of catering as much as we can to that. Um, and then also, you know, getting to travel at the same time, you know, um, we kind of, we kind of travel the state. So right. could be in, could be in Scottsdale one day, maybe Sedona the next or here working on equipment. So every day's, every day is different. Yeah. So you, you guys, you do some of the resorts and hotels in Scottsdale or Sedona. I mean, they're, they're linens and stuff. Or? Everything we do in, in Scottsdale is, is, uh, is private. Oh, it is. Okay. Um, so they're, they're golf resorts. Gotcha. And then in Sedona, we do one private and, um, another one that's open to the public. Does anybody, uh, cause, cause I know I've, I've gone through uh, periods of time where you try to find a place to get your pants starched right and mm -hmm. there's some places that just don't know how to do it and uh does anybody because i mean and, and i can i can honestly say i mean you guys do the best job on starch of of any place i've ever had matter, matter of fact i have to have it toned back because i can't even get into it i'm not strong enough to, to break into them sometimes but does anybody ever uh like send their stuff to you to have it done and send it back or yes yeah we've we've had people you know because our customers come down from, uh, you know, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, right. Oregon, Washington. They come from everywhere. Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of Canadians. Um, and, and we have had some people that we will mail, you know, they drop off and they say, Hey, I'm leaving tomorrow. Just mail me my stuff. Right. Um, a funny story we had after one summer, we had a guy walk in, you know, in the, in a lot of them do this. You had probably 20 or 30 pairs of jeans. Right. And he set them on the counter and slapped them and said, I made it. And we said, you, you, you found us, you know? And he said, no, I made it all summer without washing my jeans. <laughs> so he had gone away and then came back and had all of his jeans built up from the summer. And uh, the, this 30 pairs or whatever he had had lasted him the entire summer. Well, you know what's funny is, is if, as long as, I mean, even roping, you know, because you don't get that dirty, your pants don't get that dirty. But if you're not like doing hard, you know, ranch work and, and getting in mud or muck or anything, uh, a good starch pair of pants will last, I mean, mm -hmm. a long time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's one of the things I love about it. You know, they, they, they stay fresh for, yeah, for quite a while. And the, uh, in our industry, a lot of people call it sizing. Um, they call the starch sizing. And so that's the technical term for right. it. But, 
there's, um, I know ASU for one injects sizing into their football uniforms. Oh, they do? repel the grass stains. Yeah. So they're not, they're not hard and stiff, right? but um, it does help as a stain blocker. So you can wear a pair of jeans and, and go and rope, and at the end of the day, you shake them off and the right. dust comes right off of them. Right. So um, I always used to say, you know, I don't know how people can go ride for an entire day in a starch pair of pants, because it's pretty, they're pretty stiff. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But then, but then once I started riding, I realized, you know, if you, brush up I mean if you're trail riding or something right. like that and you brush up against a cactus or a mesquite tree or something it um, it does a good job of protecting you as well so that's why I say I think it was old at first maybe it was more of a practical thing right you know if you're out riding all day and your pants kind of hold their form and they're not stretching out and they're protecting you as well right then it became more of a cultural thing yeah yeah and they look good they do look good yeah yeah, absolutely. I know so, I'll never be able to go back. Oh no, I can't. No, you know, and, no, and, and I, I just, well, I just brought some in the other day. I got some new, uh, those new Wranglers. Uh, the they're like the old school ones. I can't remember. They're the uh, MWs Z forty sevens, I think. But um, they're like a raw denim kind of, but they got a little mm -hmm. bit of stretch to them. And I thought, well, I might be able to just put these on and wear them before I get them starts. Mm -hmm. And and then I wanted to see how they fit. So one pair I washed before I brought them in, I just washed them and dried them to see how they, they'd fit. And I put them on and just, I just feel like I'm putting on wrinkled, you know, floppy <laughs> something or other, you know, so anyway. So, hey, you know, I never asked you, do you rope? No. No? Not yet. Not yet. I'm going to, I'm going to have to start though. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You live in the team roping capital I know. of the world. I know. It looks, I, I go down sometimes and watch, um, you know, and it looks like, it looks like a really fun sport. Yeah. Yeah, this last weekend, um, our friends were from California, um, Brian Helton and, and his son Chase, and Chase won that pickup out there. Oh, He's really? 15 years oh, old. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he won that deal, so. <laughs> that yeah. seems to happen often when they have a truck roping that kids that yeah. don't have their licenses win it. Yeah, and I met another kid up here that a couple years ago was 14 and won it, so same, same deal. And both both them guys uh, said, the, the, the first guy I talked to, he said, yeah, he goes, I, I wasn't even going to go to the roping. And he had no idea it was even in it at the end to win it. And and Chase said the same thing. But the way the points came out, whatever, mm -hmm. they, you know, he, they were getting ready to go back to the pickup. They, they won, you know, uh, some money and stuff. But then they said, hey, we got a we got a tie and they had a rope off it anyway. So the good simple. thing that I see in roping, I used to golf a lot. Right. And um, the problem that golfing is ha having right now is not a whole lot of young people want to go out and golf right um so they're they're trying to spur kids on to get out and enjoy the sport you know but typically golf is like a it's an older generation sport right. but like what i see in roping is is it you know the demographic is definitely older guys that right. do it you know um but there's also a lot of young kids that are starting to do oh, yeah. it which is which is very encouraging you know yeah. like um if you can if you can make a lifelong sport out of something and enjoy it for a lot of years um it's a, it's a good thing for the health of the sport yeah and, and, and roping's a lot like uh i mean even though it's you know it's it's fast your horseback there's a lot of variables and and it can be dangerous too but the, the thing is is i mean there's people you know up here roping that are you know 80 and older even you know and, wow. and they and uh 
you know, and, and can be competitive. And so, and, and it's, it's handicapped like golf too. So mm -hmm. it, it makes, you know, it, it kind of levels the playing field a little bit, which is cool, mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, it's, it's crazy how much you can rope in this town. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the arenas yeah. and, and stuff that's going on. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And it seems like from the outside looking in that all the arenas, especially in, in Wickenburg kind of, um, kind of play off each other right you know they set their schedule and they watch other people's schedules and so if you if you come to town for a couple of weeks you, you could almost be roping every single day yeah yeah probably could rope yeah. every single day yeah absolutely absolutely so um how, how many kids do you have anyway just five just five <laughs> number six on the way oh really <laughs> yeah congratulations yeah ages <laughs> what are the ages Oh, let's see. We're on odd years now. So um, my oldest is the odd the odd one out. He's 12. And then we have 9, 7, 5, and 3. Yeah. Good ages. Yeah. 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 It's an exciting, it's an exciting household. Oh, yeah. I bet. <laughs> uh, girls, boys. Uh, we're going to have five boys and one girl when it's all said and done. So yeah. the, the little girl's the one's on the way. No, 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 oh, no, no. She's second. She's okay. our nine-year-old. Oh, okay, she's nine-year-old. Yeah, okay, guy. Yeah. Guy. She's about to be ten. In, in, any of any of uh, your kids interested in, in roping at all, or? Um, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Um, Got any golfers? We'll we've we've taken them out. Um, you know, I've been so busy lately. I haven't golfed myself, right. so um, we usually I'll take one one of them out like on their birthday or something, and and. Uh, they all enjoy the sport, so that's right. positive. Yeah. We're focusing on basketball and soccer and, and stuff like that right now. Cool. And, and do they go to school in town, or do you guys homeschool? We homeschool. Do you? Okay. Mm -hmm. it's, and that works out good with the uh, uh, pandemic thing going on anyway, yeah. I guess, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my wife is... Uh, people people often say how busy I am, and, and I know she is. she's a lot busier than I am yeah. at home. I always say that the hardest working person in America is a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So do you have plans for uh, expanding it all in the future? Are you looking at one? Oh, yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. That's the, that's the whole reason we came into this building is because we were growing so much downtown. Um, we actually outgrew that space probably three years ago. And so we've just had, we're up to, I think we're at 33 people on payroll right now. Um, we're still running two shifts here, but ultimately we'll get down to one shift. Right. Um, and then we'll, we'll continue to grow and, and really, um, we're focusing right now on the commercial and resort lending side of things. Right. Um, you got the retail side <clears throat> covered pretty good. Yep. Yep. Well, everything we're trying to do right now, um, you know, a lot of people don't know, but dry cleaning was one of the industries that was hit the hardest. Um, you know, restaurants obviously were really hit hard during right. the COVID stuff. Um, but if you think about it, you know, what are dry cleaners here for? They, you know, we, we handle people's clothes that they're going to go look nice in. Right. So if you have no reason to go look nice, you're not going out to dinner, you're not going yeah, to parties true, or yeah. weddings or, um, so definitely on the, on the Eastern side of the States, um, cleaners are closing right and left. Really? Out west, Arizona's doing better than any other state. You know, Texas is probably doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, but nationwide, we're still at about 50% of 
where we were before COVID as an industry as a whole. Right. Um, so there's several several different agencies that kind of track that for the dry cleaning industry, and so um, it, it was it was a tough year. 2020 was a tough year for dry cleaners. Yeah. Um, for us personally, we were kind of like evil Knievel about ready to launch off. You know, we're building this building and right. and um, we're trying to identify uh, accounts that we really want to go after. Um, and and then you know COVID happened and everybody shut down. All the golf resorts shut down. Yeah. Um, so it's starting to come back now, especially with the resort stuff. Right. Um, and Arizona's doing, I think pretty well um, at coming back right so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens as we go into spring and the summer yeah when when does it when does it normally you know die off here well typically it's Mother's Day um, a lot of ropers leave before right you know um, but we we see what I've noticed is is our season is kind of like um, you're kind of walking upstairs Right. As you in the fall, people are showing up kind of slowly, right? And we build and build, and each month gets busier than the than the last. And then in the summer, um, it's like middle of May, we just drop off a cliff. Everybody leaves, yeah. Which we we expect that, right? Um, the resorts in Sedona and Scottsdale, um, they go until maybe mid early June, um, and then once we get into July, it's really the state the state's pretty quiet yeah. in July. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, you're involved with the chamber here mm -hmm. quite a bit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's and there's there's so many other things so many things to do here. What what are what are some of the things that uh you know that the people may not be aware of? Something that's really taken off in the last couple of years is actually right across the street um with the side by side rentals. So seems like well I know I know for sure when the when the uh, when the shutdowns happened and people weren't going on vacation, right? Um, everybody went out and bought a side by side and bought a quad, and and a lot of people are renting them here from um, from next door. Gosh, Happy Trails. Yeah, yeah. So um, and we even did that. And it was a blast. So it seems like um, you know maybe a positive of of COVID was. Uh, a lot of people are getting outdoors right so a lot of hiking there's a there's a ton of hiking to do in wickenburg um if you have a side-by-side -side or a quad there's a ton of trails you know you could go i mean i've lived here my entire life and there's trails i haven't been on and right. i've been out in the desert a lot um we definitely have our favorite places but um so and then also you know wickenburg is kind of um it's a unique place North Scottsdale, Cave Creek, um, there's a ton of golf courses there. Right. But if you come and stay in Wickenburg and, you know, if you're, what's funny is there's a lot of ropers that golf too. Oh, I know. That's Absolutely. Cool. So you could, you could go to Lost Cab, you could go to Wickenburg Ranch Country Club, and then Quintero is just right down the street. A lot of fantastic golf right here in Wickenburg. Um, what's funny is you mentioned, you mentioned the golf and, uh, I, I just I gotta I've just gotta say this. My my buddy um he used to own a company called um Jayco Brands. Hmm. His name's uh Peter Jacoway, call him PJ. And he's he's uh I mean he's a he's a golf pro, mm -hmm. but he ropes and, and uh his his company was uh, 
I wish it was still going. And I've actually, uh, if he if he sees this, uh, I've actually been thinking about reaching out to him to to get him to, you know, maybe make some stuff for the modern cowboy brand. But uh, anyway, uh, you remind me of him. You guys look like you could be brothers. <laughs> and he he took uh, my boys out uh, when they were young. Uh, we lived over in California and gave him some golf lessons, golf a little bit. But, I mean, he shoots. I see the stuff he posts, and he's like, he plays Pebble Beach and whatever. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's he shoots in the in the in the pro number. So I and I don't. I mean, I I know how to golf and I, and and it's fun and it's a lot like roping because it takes you know hand eye coordination. Uh, it it's you know it takes concentration. You yeah. got uh, uh, it's that that swing is so important. And when you golf, it's really hard to get that perfect swing and connection. And when you do, it's like oh my gosh, the same thing in roping. You know, so many times you can ride out there and you just think you're, you know, you're going to just roll up there and do something and you just throw a wad of, you know, rope at the, at the ground. But uh, there's a lot of similarities. And, yeah. And, but anyway, I, I had to say that because just when I sit here and you start talking about golf, I'm just thinking, man, it just reminds me of PJ. That's funny. Anyway. Hmm. So, so, so now, uh, did, did, did you play sports in high school or? Oh yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. What, what yeah. was your what were your favorite? Uh, football. Football, definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We we had you know um, when we were seniors, we went to state, lost by six in football. Baseball won state, softball won state, and then we had I think three um, individual state champs in track and field. So we had this. We kind of had this group of. Um, there was like five or six of us that had gone to school since like first grade and we were all athletes. And so that's all, that's what we did, you know? So our class typically, you know, we didn't get into a lot of trouble. Right. So we were all three sport athletes growing up and that's kind of, that's kind of all we did. Right. We hung out together and played basketball when it was basketball season, played football. And, um, I did, uh, I did track my first year. And then and then went on to play golf in the spring, and uh, football and basketball, all all four years. So nice. Yeah. Now the other thing they have up here too, um, it's over by this by the school is the uh, is the Del Webb um, uh, Performing Arts Center. Performing Arts Center. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that I, we haven't even been there yet. I've, there's there's been you know comedians and other mm-hmm. artists and stuff that have come through, but. Uh, how long has that been here? Oh, um, shortly after the new high school was built, um, I don't know. It's it's been here. It's been here a while. I want to say two thousand three, two thousand four, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that's a lot of fun. Uh, we go there. Not often, but um, fairly frequently. Yeah, you know, um, some of the best performances we've seen have been at the Dell Web Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then typically, like they sell out. Right. Each show they sell out. Um, doesn't matter what it is, and then it, it, that's a big pull. Um, you know, from like Sun City and Surprise. Right. A lot of people will drive up here and have dinner, and then go to the Dell Web Center. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's kind of the big three as far as tourism goes in Wickenburg. There's the museum, 
the Chamber of Commerce, and then the Del Webb Center. Right. Um, so they are the three, you know, the, the museum is, um, I mean, it, it wins awards all the time for the best museum. Um, in, I think in the Southwest, maybe maybe even in the country. Right. Um, definitely the best Western museum I've ever been to. Yeah, I know that I've, I've been to it, but they, they uh, have different artists that come through there and, and mm -hmm. people that display their their stuff too. I'm not sure how many how often they change that, but um, it, it when when we were there, they had uh, I can't remember who was there, but but anyway, it's 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 is a really cool place. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah. So uh, our kids love going there. Yeah, you know um, they do a good job of kind of changing things up and right. You could you could go and then a couple months later go again and and it's, it's you see something new. Different. It's, yeah, it's neat. Yeah, and they just uh, they just finished the uh, I haven't been there yet uh, the remodel on the uh, Swirl Theater. Mm -hmm. Have you been to it yet or no? I went in um, during during the remodel phase. Oh, you did. Yeah, um, and it looked fantastic, and I've seen I've seen pictures. So yeah, that's. Uh, you know, growing up here, Friday nights, you know, like a lot of time we'd go see a movie at the theaters and and to watch it change and what they've done um, on the outside with the, with the mural and all right. the landscaping right. and everything um, is is fantastic. So the the uh, the guy behind the the mural is actually my partner Tom Watt. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's the one that painted it, or no? Well, he didn't paint it himself. Oh, he had he, had he flew in. A guy um, who was just a character. Um, I think he was originally from Australia, uh -huh. and then, but he was out of Colorado, and um, yeah, it was neat to watch that process. Yeah. So we were remodeling this building, and he was doing the mural at the same time. So we would go down and uh, and check on the mural, and to see the way that he did that, right? The way that he painted that, you know. Um, was awesome. Yeah, really I, neat. To see. I remember watching it as as they did it, mm -hmm. and, and just that whole area, like you said, they they, uh, I mean, they, they put in the new parking. I mean, yeah. everything there. It just it looks it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully our video worked. <laughs> I'm hoping that I press record on it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, man, hey, it was just it was great to, to come and, and visit with you. I mean, it, we've seen each other and, and talked to each other mm -hmm. just in passing. I don't know how many times when I've come in to yeah. to uh, get my uh, my starchies and stuff, and, and uh, it's just it's great to see you. You know, get in your new building. I mean, the, the building it looks absolutely awesome. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I'm just uh, really happy for you and excited for you, and just uh, look forward to keeping my pants, and yep. shirts looking sharp yep bring it on we're gonna we're gonna need them yeah yep. yeah absolutely well hey well it's good uh good talking with you and uh i'll be seeing you around town all right thank you you bet i come from a long line of legendary men Sons of the desert and riders on the wind. I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me. I ain't got much, but I'm free. I've always been one to 
way of making my living between the saddle and the stage. And I don't know nobody, nothing, everything I got's my own. Some say I'm just a band to the bone. I'm a cowboy, yes I am. I was born to rope and ride.